welcome to Protein's podcast, Stories of Growth, a series of conversations with founders and thought leaders doing amazing things around the globe who share their stories of growth and the lessons they've learned along the way. My name is Kessa Inkasol and I lead our events in the Protein community. I'm also studying an MA in Internet Equalities at the Creative Computing Institute in London. As we move into season four of the Protein community, our Stories of Growth podcast spotlights people prioritising, working towards and nurturing more regenerative relationships with people and the planet in their work. For episode 39, I had the absolute pleasure of speaking with Sherry Hu, founder and publisher of Water & Music, a paid newsletter and research dial building the innovator's guide to the music business. Water & Music are a proud Seed Club alumni as our protein community. Welcome to Protein's Twitter Spaces. Thank you so much for joining us and taking the time to be here, whatever time it is, wherever you are in the world. It's really nice to see some new and familiar faces here. Um, and I will be your host for this episode. And I've been really looking forward to this one for a while. Um, so yeah, it should be good. I'm really excited to have Sherry here um, with us. It feels very special. Um, so make yourself at home. Feel free to share the link to this new episode on your Twitter and if you like what you hear on this podcast, please make sure you apply to join Protein at protein.xyz. And also please make sure to follow Sherry and Water and Music and keep on track with everything that they're up to as well. Um, so a little bit about myself, anyone who doesn't know. Um, sorry for those of you that I'm repeating myself to. Uh, my name is Kess and I'm one of our community managers in the Protein community, focusing on our community content and our events. Um, Personally, I'm really passionate about imagining preferred digital futures, and I've been studying an MA in Internet Equalities alongside my work at Protein. Um, so I'm really obsessed with DAOs in general, and especially what water and music have been doing. So enough about me, and it would be great to hear from you, Sherry. Um, yeah, please could you take a few seconds um, to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to at the moment? Yeah, thank you uh, for having me. Thanks, everyone, for, for joining this discussion. Um, I am Sherry. I'm the founder and publisher of Water & Music, which is a research and intelligence network for the music business. We focus a lot on researching um, emerging tech trends um, that impact the music industry. So our flagship output um, consists of these large-scale multi-part um, season reports or stream reports um, named after um, our token stream, which you can earn for contributing to our research projects in a variety of different ways. Um, these projects are very inter interdisciplinary, so we have people who help with interviewing, um, data analysis, writing, editing. Um, and um, so far, we've released three of these reports, um, two focused on music and Web3, um, and one um, focused on music in the metaverse, which came out in July. Um, and we also have uh, a series of a lot of different um, newsletters that we publish, just tracking different kinds of music and tech trends. Um, and my role in the organization is kind of um, overseeing all of that, making sure that um, things are running as smoothly as possible. And I'm also very hands-on with editing. So um, most articles that are published on the Water Music site um, go through myself um, and a few other editors as well. 
Amazing. Thanks so much for the introduction. You're doing such amazing stuff. Um, yeah, and it's really, really cool to have you here. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to ask you just to start with um, what are music is such a cool platform, project, organisation, and want to go a bit deeper into into this and how how it started. Like, how did you start Water Music? And I guess why? Like, was there a gap? that you saw to fill with it? Um, yeah, so uh, I started Water Music uh, in 2019 formally as a paid newsletter membership on Patreon. Um, was very interested in Web3 from a research perspective, but certainly not operationally at that time yet. Um, it was just a very like kind of more traditional paid newsletter model with the goal of um, fostering and building community in music and tech and having um, a dedicated space to um, share more in-depth insights um, and kind of trends in the music and tech world. Um, and so I kind of grew that. So the focus, I guess, first was on research and on just community building in the music industry. Um, and I ran that um, as a paid newsletter for uh, around two years before um I guess diving really, really deep into music and Web3 in 2021 with the latest music Web3 wave driven a lot by music NFTs in particular. And um, it just struck me with with Web3 uh, uh, especially, but with a lot of other like emerging areas in music and tech, um, I was like, uh, I guess our like research team, we were trying to research the whole music NFT um market a music web three market and found that it was very there there was only so much that we could capture in terms of everything that was happening in the market um very much driven by like a long tail of independent and underground artists who would like never be covered by especially like bigger media platforms um so i was trying to think of like okay how can we work with those people who are actively building the future of um Web3 to capture the state of the market and to kind of like crowdsource, not just crowdsource information from them about what's happening, but um, also like, uh, I guess, credit and reward them accordingly and really kind of frame this research that is happening as the as a, a truly like group effort um, driven by contributions from a lot of different people. So that I kind of had that light switch go off uh, last summer. So summer of 2021. Um, and we did uh, kind of a pilot uh, report around um, the spatial audio market, which is also uh, it's kind of like outside of Web3, but is um, an area of music that also has a huge like long tail of development activity and is also very um, often misunderstood in terms of how it's represented or portrayed um, in mainstream media, especially. So did kind of a pilot around that around the same time. Um, we got accepted into Seed Club, so we were part of Seed Club's um, third cohort, which ran throughout fall 2021. Um, and then kind of coming out of that, we came out with a full structure or the proper structure for what are now our stream reports. So um, with kind of a given emerging topic in music and tech, um, uh, kind of exploring as a community what the future of that tech might look like in the music industry. And I can dive a lot more into um that structure. So, but yeah, I guess to sum up like how I got here, I've been a freelance writer for um, like since 2015. I don't free, I definitely don't freelance um, as much anymore, but my background is in business writing and reporting. And so I've always been driven by like 
trying to really get to the bottom of what's happening in the industry. And then hopefully through now running this larger community and organization and DAO, um, instilling that mindset and those tools for understanding what's happening um, across a now much wider uh, writer and researcher base. Wow, thank you so much for all of that. It sounds like you've been on an amazing journey. And I love that you said that it all started with Water and Music from a newsletter, um, because Procene also started from a newsletter um, around 25 years ago. So it's nice that we have that correlation. And it seems like so many things start from newsletters and flourish into, into amazing things. So um, it's really cool to hear. Um, and also that you've been through Seed Club as well. Um, that's also how we started our community. So, yeah. How do you think that um, that in your journey with move, moving that water and music into Web3, how do you think Seed Club helped you in that journey? Um, in so many ways. Oh, my gosh. So uh, I would say the main... Um, the main benefit, which I think is also how Seed Club would uh, promote itself for sure, is in the just in getting access to a network of peers. And I really do think of um, people in the Seed Club network as peers, just because it's the the challenges of building a DAO and launching a token are like so so specific, and there's so much that is um, not so much that has not been figured out yet about what models do and don't work and just having that support network that you can lean on um uh like a very interactive generous support network to kind of just iron out all the different aspects of running a DAO from like how do you compensate contributors to all the legal like biz ops issues to um like how do you design a thoughtful community around a DAO um yeah all, all of those elements Club has been super helpful. I would say, um, especially what I what I appreciated is that they it provided a really good technical introduction um, to how to use Web three and from like an operational side, like how do you actually like make your token useful and like how do you actually develop hashtag utility around it. Um, but from from the very beginning, I think they their mindset was. Um, uh that like DAOs also consist of people like for the most part DAOs are not just consisting of bots uh and like all of the they have a very like strong cultural focus and so a lot of the DAOs that were going through their program were trying to build like cultural communities uh powered by web3 and just being very thoughtful about like so for example our first a lot of our first like assignments in the accelerator were about community design and not about token design like and the underlying message being before you even launch a token, um, you have to think about how people will um, like meaningfully interact with each other and how that token will lead to like new kinds of interactions and just like cool things that people can do together. So just always having your mind on that outcome and not just on the token for its own sake. I think that um, mindset, very, very grateful to C Club for kind of just like instilling that in both a philosophical and a very like practical way in terms of how they brought us um, through the program. For sure. It's so nice to hear that you had like a really nice experience because we also did it protein as well. And it was like a very friendly and supportive foundation to sort of start bridging into Web3. So shout out to Jess and everyone else at Seed Club. Um, I also wanted to go back to, I guess, what Moro Music is all about, which I guess is music uh, first and foremost. Um, 
So, yeah, how do you see the role of Web3 in the future of music at the moment? Oh, I think Sherry's lost from the space. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, she's back. We got her. We'll just get her up as a co-host. Cool. Bear with us, two six. Today, the technical stuff is not on our side, ironically, as we speak about Web3. <laughs> hello, hello. Can you hear me? Hey. Hi. I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry. I just... That's okay. That. No worries. You're asking about... Welcome back. You're asking about um, <laughs> music-specific stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I want to ask you more generally first, before we get more into the sort of details of water and music, like how, how do you see... Like what role do you see Web3 having in the future of music? Hmm, big question. Um, I think there's... I know. <laughs> there's... Uh, so, okay, so I guess, I don't know if this is, like, necessary context, but my um, personal, like, stance on how I think about, like, emerging tech in um, the music industry is that I usually try not to look, like, too far into the future because, I guess... Like, mm -hmm. uh, the truth is that, like, no one knows what's going to happen, especially with um, something like Web3 that is just changing so, so quickly. So whatever I, like, whatever thesis I have about, like, the quote-unquote future, I so my stance, which I think a lot of, like, futurists, I think also, um, who, like, their whole job is kind of around that, um, a lot of their stance is that, like, the future is being created right now. And so, like, what's happening with... Mm -hmm. Web3 right now in music is that um, it uh, has had like a very meaningful financial impact on a lot of artists' um, careers who otherwise would be uh, disincentivized or um, like marginalized by the dominant um, kind of system for payment uh, in digital music. So I think um, sure. Even still today and from the beginning of this latest Music Web 3 wave, what drove a lot of artists to engage with something like Web 3 was just looking for something else. Like they were very tired with the um, dominant streaming model, um, you know, like only incentivizing certain kinds of songs to be put out at a very specific cadence. I think they a lot of artists were looking for. Um, yeah. And then only getting paid like fractions of a penny per stream um, in response and like being part of like the TikTok content machine, there's like always ongoing um, kind of critique of that. So I think, um, yeah, for a lot of artists, Web3 has provided a new kind of like financing outlet for art that um, has, uh, I think that has allowed artists to release and monetize projects. Yeah, that otherwise uh, just would be completely dismissed, I think in the kind of the traditional mainstream music industry model. Um, Something that I think we're only starting to scratch the surface of um, 
is a lot of especially like web3 native uh music releases are um kind of imbuing this mindset which is great to see of just like transparency of who contributed mm-hmm. to a project and how much they are getting compensated for a given project so i'm i'm thinking of um uh song camp as probably one of the biggest examples in music and web3 with their yep. chaos project like doing um, like taking the financial creativity side as seriously as the musical creativity side. Um, mm-hmm. And then not just creativity, but also transparency, like building their own custom split contracts and working directly with engineers on that, in addition to just making, in my view, great music. Um, and then with, yeah, I guess that there are just various different platforms that allow you to see. I think there was, for example, like a, a selection mix on sound that was released a while back that um, had uh, that even like credited people, the people who like curated the mix on the split and being able to just like see very clearly the Mm. financial flows of that. So even just like through this very transparent on-chain data, um, being able to demonstrate um, at least like prototypes of new ways of thinking about the way that um, money and value flows in the industry across uh, everyone who might be involved in a given project. To go back to SongCamp as an example, um, like they, there were I think around 40 artists who were involved, but there were just as many non-artists who like uh, contributed value to the project, like visual designers, engineers, storytellers, marketers, and they were all cut in on the split. So um, yeah, we're still like uh, very early in that stage, but I'm excited to see just just get more like transparency into how those communities look but then to also have that like mindset of financial transparency and also like instantaneous payment as a result to um be instilled into these creative projects from the ground up i think it'll be yeah it's, it's still very much like a niche kind of bottom-up use case in the scope of the wider music industry but i think that cannot be um understated also in terms of just like how much excitement it's driving for artists definitely like mm-hmm. the phrase like i've i've never been so excited to be in the music industry i've like heard the most around web3 specifically as a technology more than anything else so um yeah so excited to excited to see how it all unfolds we'll see what actually happens but those are kind of the biggest signals for me right now Nice. It's glad to hear that you're really excited and feeling really optimistic about everything. And those were some really nice and like super important examples, I think. Um, it makes me think, on my MA, I've been researching a lot into like feminist citational practice, like making sure everybody's credited fairly um, throughout the internet. And I see this happening a lot in Web3, um, which is really nice to see. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something I'm excited about as well, seeing if we can transfer that to other spaces as well potentially um yeah really interesting stuff I also wanted to ask you um earlier you described water and music as a research and intelligence network and I wanted to see if you might be able to expand on this a little bit and explain what this uh, what this might mean like whether it's kind of like you know a web3 agency or a platform or a network or um because I think we, as Protein, with our other parts of the business, with like our agency, we might describe that as something similar, kind of like a research and intelligence network. Um, but yeah, I wanted to see what you thought about what that means for water and music. 
Uh, yeah, definitely. So that's um, that wording is a very recent change. So we um, mm. that is coming from a new mission statement that we just put to um, a token ratification vote um, this month. Um, and so I guess previously nice. there, there wasn't really a yeah, thank you. Um, there, there <laughs> wasn't really a like clear or more detailed articulation of um water music's mission given the very expansive transition that has happened in the last year from just being a newsletter to um uh being a much wider community embarking on a very wide variety of different projects mm-hmm. uh, so like previously um i i framed it as a newsletter i think even today especially people who've like known about water music for a while they probably would still know about it mostly as a newsletter because we send out a bunch of emails every week um but uh, given that we're both like expanding on these research projects that are happening in the community, and we are looking into like a lot of other um, areas outside of just research that still build on like the similar knowledge base that we're building. So we have a lot of like educational um, initiatives, speaker series. Um, we call them academies, underwater music. Um, we are dabbling a little bit in um, like a like a services or like consulting like agency arm, as you mentioned. Um, I think that's a very natural extension of kind of the the very open research that we're doing already. Um, and also events like both virtual and IRL events that kind of dive deeper into our research. So all of those things are happening, I guess, around the core knowledge that we are building such that if we just frame ourselves as a newsletter, I think that really doesn't do the um, breadth of what is happening justice. And it also, um, uh, in thinking about like what is truly powering water music and who's actually working on all this, um, all these projects, um, it truly is like driven by the community. And I'd like to think like community involvement and the, um, and us like kind of proactively sourcing knowledge from the community and then presenting these research projects as the result of that collaboration. Um, I I just, we, yeah, we're looking for ways to just articulate that a lot more clearly upfront and the word um, uh, network or kind of adjacent words like community definitely came top of mind as opposed to like just being a media company that produces content. Like we are um, like a, a larger community a group of people driven by um a shared mission, a shared idea of, or shared excitement about um, improving the music industry, learning about what's happening and and kind of charting a path for where it could potentially go. Um, And so that led to, yeah, reframing the mission statement to being a research and intelligence network. So I guess in that phrasing, research is still the core, like that is producing all the knowledge that is driving everything else, at least um, in my view. And then, um, intelligence kind of referring to just the the data and the information that we are gathering in various forms. So we publish articles, we publish um, like databases of companies, deals, music web three projects and drops um, that our, our members find super valuable as well. Um, yeah, so I guess like driven by like the network um, being kind of the main um, I don't want to use the word engine because that's like uh, doesn't center the human el- element, but it's like it's the main force behind water music, and then media is just one um, output of that. 
among many other things. Nice. Yeah, I love it. I think it's really nice. And I think it really sums up well, like the multiplicity, like of your community and also all the different things you're doing. Um, and yeah, it's giving me like mycelial energy <laughs> with the network and everything. Um, so yeah, I think it's really exciting that you've um, come to that sort of description of the community. Um, and all the research that you do is so interesting and exciting. And I think you know, kind of like iconic within the space. Um, so I wanted to ask you a bit more about this and specifically your reports, your stream reports, which we love so much. Um, and yeah, I wanted to know a little bit more about these. Um, yeah, like maybe a bit about the process behind it because they're done in such an interesting way, I think. Uh, yeah, I can give, yeah, definitely high level overview. So um yeah, to recap, we've done three stream reports so far, one on Web3, no, sorry, two on Web3, the first two on Web3, and then the third one on music in the metaverse. Um, uh, the structure for those uh, different topics ended up being quite different, but the early stage like ideation process is very similar, and I think that is um, one of the definitely the most like standout parts of our process at Water Music. So we... Something that I think we take very seriously is making sure that whatever um, article we publish directly addresses some kind of community need in the immediate moment um, and that we're not like publishing things that would be considered like superfluous or like that people are not interested in. Um, and so to um, structure our reports around those needs, we start every stream season process with a community Brainstorm, we use um, every DAO's favorite tool, FigJam, um, to kind of do like a more uh, spatial brainstorm of just like key uh, points of excitement, um, concern, and confusion around a given topic. Um, and we we do uh, kind of adapt very similar questions across seasons. So like for Web3, um, what are your biggest concerns? Um, in music and web three right now uh where nice. or what are you most excited about like where are you yeah like where are you spending most of your energy um and from there at least speaking from personal experience like for season one a lot of um a lot of themes came up that i otherwise wouldn't have necessarily um pursued myself as an individual researcher but it was mm. very clear that like our community had a clear um stance on like what they were prioritizing right now. For example, we have um, a ton of marketers in our community. I think that's probably one of the um, yeah. biggest segments of our community, like and music marketing specifically. So unsurprisingly, and a lot of people working with artists. So unsurprisingly, one of the um, most requested topics to look into was around fan sentiment and onboarding. Like there was like a very pointed um, concern that like there was a ton of backlash um, to a lot of artists like releasing NFT drops and then a lot of concerns about like how we would actually like um, like do, do fans even care and then if they do care how do you like bring them meaningfully into a given music web 3 experience so like that became so um, I guess bottom up uh, after these ideation sessions um, usually it's like four to five different threads that come up as like more focused areas to explore so like for season one it was um 
fan sentiment and onboarding were actually two different threads. Um, and then there's like a legal thread, unsurprisingly, because music copyright and Web3 um, is a uh, complete wild west still. Um, and there was <laughs> yeah. a chapter on like generative art, uh, generative music with NFTs as well. So very, very bottom up in terms of the research structure. And then from there, um, so cool. we have used... Yeah, thank you. We use um, Discord to coordinate all of our projects. So we have dedicated threads set up um, for each project that people can opt into. And from there, um, we uh, try to establish one to two project leads for each thread who kind of like help drive it forward. This also happens like very quickly, just within eight to 12 weeks. I think the idea being that um, like the, the technologies we are exploring are moving very, very quickly. And so um, we should, even though these are very large scale projects, we should aim to publish more iteratively when we can. Um, and then like, feel free to revisit whenever we publish kind of further down the line. So, um, we have, uh, yes, yeah, so we have like project leads for each thread, but then from there, usually contribution opportunities are very fluid. So every week we kind of communicate to the community, Hey, we're looking for someone who can help with X, Y, Z, um, task or who can like uh for the legal thread for example we needed a lot of help like um calling different references for different like contracts or agreements that we could analyze around music nfts um and so people yeah i think our contribution philosophy is that people can kind of come in and out as they please um understanding that people are some people are uh like very busy already working in the music industry while others are like very ready to lean in and get their hands scrappy so just like providing that range. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the output um, of this process at the end of eight to 12 weeks is, yeah, like a four to five part um, report that hopefully sheds new light on um, a given technology in the music industry in a way that uniquely reflects um, also what the modern music community is thinking about. So like mm -hmm. very curious about the technology, interested in experimentation, very like critical of it as well. Um, we try to like break down any myths or misconceptions about whatever technologies we're exploring and just like try to be as clear as possible about what's actually that. So, yeah. Wow. It's so cool to hear like the details of the actual process behind the reports. It's like really, really interesting and inspiring. And I feel like it seems like such an active um, and collaborative exploration of like a collaborative way to make a report and also to explore like the ownership of like contributing to that report um yeah we've been thinking a lot about ownership actually at protein uh, within protein community and protein agency we've actually been working together recently to create a research report about the idea of ownership um you know like within within and uh outside of web3 at the same time um so shameless plug sorry. <laughs> um, so I wanted to use this as an opportunity to ask you what you think about ownership within Water and Music. Like, what's your approach um, to the concept as a community? Mm, also, um, very big question. For, <laughs> Going uh, meta today. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for many reasons. Um, I think about ownership and Water Music context. Um, I would say, so I guess there are many ways to, uh, as I'm sure you are or will uh, 
you are exploring or will exploring a report, many ways to approach ownership. There's the mm-hmm. um, legal side, which um, uh, can be, I feel like with DAOs, it's like still totally like being figured out in terms of like collective IP ownership. There's um, ownership of like actual objects like NFTs or tokens. Um, I think what... Uh, in terms of like water music's mission, what how I've thought most about this, what I could probably speak most to is um, ownership of the process of putting together a given project. And like, um, mm-hmm. I guess in, in, in that case, it's like ownership and um, autonomy, operationally speaking, I think yeah. are kind of like two yeah ways of thinking about the same thing. And that's a lot of... Um, what we've been trying to build out at Water Music just with the core team is building out these like templates for, for example, we have several different um, season agnostic, we're calling them season agnostic research projects um, that are happening in the community that are not tied to a given season, but that just still allow the community to um, like act on their own interests or needs. So for example, outside of um, the first two season reports we did on music and web three, there have been a lot of season agnostic web three focused projects that have been very collaborative. A lot of them involve like um, updating our music NFT database uh, and like kind of looking back at um, the year 2021 of the music NFT market, for example. And then more recently, we have a project going on about like music NFT genre case studies um, mm. where we are like interviewing or we've interviewed a ton of different artists um, especially outside of hip hop and electronic to understand like how um, artists outside those dominant genres are understanding and engaging with Web3. Um, and uh, so to go back to ownership, um, ideally, so I've, I've been uh, very much just like lurking on that process. Like I'm in the thread, but I um, like definitely I'm not trying to, so like I would, I want to give like the project lead and the main contributors kind of in that thread, like full ownership over how they tackle that topic and like how they embark on that project. Like we will give them, this is the ideal nice. scenario. Like we give those leads like guys, like this is what we've done in the past. This process mm-hmm. has worked. These are things that we could improve. Um, here, here are those tools um, in this like rough deadline. You can feel free to use them, adapt them to your own projects or just like completely rethink like the the research model entirely, I guess within like a reasonable scope of again like yeah timing and kind of the knowledge that we're trying to get from the project. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've um, and then so so that way like community members also can really feel like a project. I guess it's a balance between like really feeling like a project is theirs and then also being able to share it with a wider water music community and with the music industry and having it benefit. Um, everyone in that network and in that membership as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, to recap, I thought most about ownership from a um, process uh, perspective and like leadership perspective in terms of giving people the tools to um, like really take command of their own projects that they're interested in. Nice. Yeah, I love that. Like, I think we've been thinking a lot about like ownership isn't like a thing. It's like a tangible process that you can actually action to to give somebody ownership. So, 
yeah, it's really interesting to articulate what it means to you and water and music as well. Um, and very inspiring also that you've been putting so much thought and energy um, around ownership, but obviously everything else with music and um, everything else that goes with it into creating like such new models of like collaborating together um, and doing things and compensating people and like crediting people, all these new models working together to create a whole new model, I guess. Um, And I know it seems like very exciting, but I know that behind the scenes, these things are very difficult from firsthand experience. So I wanted to ask you maybe a bit of a tougher question of like, what are the lessons like positive and negative that you've learned so far um on your journey of trying to create these new models um yeah sorry I was muted um I don't think so it's it's um this is not a tough question at all at least in my view because there are That's so good. many <laughs> so many uh challenges and like lessons learned like mm-hmm. every single day every single week um one thing that's been interesting, so, um, and actually, yeah, I think I think protein, you can probably relate to this too. So um, I guess water music, prior to going into the um, Dow world, the Dow rabbit hole had a couple of years of history of growing a membership of people who were very tech savvy, but a lot of whom came from the traditional music industry. So they have like... Um, full-time jobs already. Um, maybe they were more like uh, critical of technology in general, but still just like interested in like learning about it. Um, and it's been, so with with our, I think with our first two stream reports, it was um, a lot of like people who were more Web3 native, which I think totally makes sense given the topic. Like if you're if you're interested in in taking part in this very experimental model um, of research where there's like very little um, like um, in terms of like a playbook or blueprint for what you can follow, um, like you're probably going to want to, like you're probably already familiar with the technology and like you're going to want to get involved. So like ton of Web3 native people involved in the first two stream reports and then had a huge influx of Web3 people come into our community. And then, um, but as we've like expanded far beyond just Web3 into researching other topics like music in the metaverse, or we're looking a ton into like music and AI now, um, or like artist marketing. Um, uh, there've been a lot more contributors who are like not web through native, but who are still like, um, of course, like super smart, super experienced. Um, and I guess one one shift that I found is that a lot of, and this maybe doesn't feel very Dow-like, um, but a lot of, very smart and busy people just want to be told what to do. So I think yeah. with <laughs> so, <true. laughs> so with like so I think like early on with a lot of like DAO um, projects, uh, of course, like um, I think a very helpful strategic mindset to have in Web three and DAOs is what is often called like emergent strategy. Like you know, mm, yeah, yes. to go towards like thinking about the future. You know, you never really know what's going to happen, um, especially if say like the makeup of your community changes and they have different needs or interests, like if you want to take the DAO part seriously, um, you have to kind of allow for that bottom-up change to an extent and just like nurturing that. Um, At the same time, especially with, and yeah, I guess this depends on the community, but with water music, like we have 
these sprints or we have these like newsletters that run in regular cadence, um, like database updates that have to happen regularly. Like, um, especially if you want already busy people to contribute um, kind of mm-hmm. and kind of tap into their knowledge, like there has to be some kind of like system or structure um, in place where they can easily slot in and be like, okay, I can just contribute in this way. Um, sure. and then like step out. And I, yeah, I think initially I was, um, not, I, I was, I was like reluctant to like really lean into that, but especially as the number of projects has expanded, like, um, just being like, okay with that. Or uh, yeah, I, I was uncomfortable with it. Cause it was like, Oh, are we, are we really a DAO if people are just telling other people what to do? Like, is this just like a normal mm. company or something? But, and, but I, and I think, um, where the DAO, I guess, mindset and benefit can come in is in balancing. So balancing like truly like bottom up community needs or requests. So like having, you know, research projects um, that are led by community members driven by their own interests. I think that is like, um, I think unique or I think uniquely suited for a DAO kind of model with um, just being being comfortable with structure because without structure arguably like nothing is going to get done and like just timelines will extend forever and ever and like resources are limited and energy yeah. is limited so what's the most efficient way to kind of channel that so um yeah so that's been i think my like high level takeaway um which again is like unique to i think the base of members and contributors that we are trying to serve at water music and try to get involved like people who would like to participate in the community, but actually are not, um, a lot of people are actually turned off by lack of structure. So it's like how, yeah. what's, what's, what's like the minimum structure you can give such, such that they feel comfortable and safe kind of taking part and experimenting is like an ongoing, um, challenge or I guess takeaway for us. Yeah, hundred percent. I actually had a conversation, a really nice conversation earlier with Dennis, our community manager and Sorrel from Colors DAO. Um, and we were speaking about this um, feeling of lack of structure in DAOs and how it makes it hard, you know, to get things done and to keep up to date and to to be productive in your in your mission. And it made me think about like we have so many conversations in Web three all the time about like what what can web two learn from web three but actually i think sometimes it's maybe good to ask like what can web three learn from web two in the sense of like having structures that mean that you know people can get stuff done and like be compensated fairly and and things like that and then you know and then ignore all the bad sides of web two (laughs) um i think that's really interesting um structure healthy structure and balances very important but very hard to come by um we feel that at protein too a lot um yeah i also wanted to ask you as a female founder in web3 um how have you found being in this position um like have there been positives and negatives to this um what's your experience of this been um yeah i uh, I mean, my experience has been mostly um, positive for myself personally, just because I think there are for sure, and this is in Web3 and in like music and tech in particular, for mm-hmm. sure there is a gender imbalance. Like, yeah. um, 
across roles. Like, yeah, if you're seeing who is um, founding these startups, let alone getting funding, very, very much um, white male dominated. So I'm very, um, definitely very aware of that. Um, that said, there are also um, a ton of uh, incredible um gender inclusive, gender diverse communities in Web3 um, yeah. that are like, again, yeah, very active and generous in terms of like resource sharing and education. Um, I'll shout out a couple like Shifi, which I think uh, just got into Seed Club, if I remember correctly, in their fifth cohort. Um, uh, yeah, Surge Woman, um, yeah. Disclaimer, I own one of their NFTs, um, just been like kind of keeping track yeah, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. keeping track with like all of the educational resources that they're giving to members, um, and kind of tapping into yeah, amazing network of just different like tools and resources to try out and check out. Um, so yeah, in, ter- in terms of like, and in general, I think what also excites um, a lot of artists about the Web three scene or community compared to the traditional music industry is that there is very much this culture of more fluid information sharing. Um, and yeah. if you are like intentionally holding back information, that's seen as like a red flag. So I, th- I, th- so I think that that culture, um, in spite of uh, the, yeah, in spite of the very real gender imbalance, I think that culture I think has been for sure like a net um, benefit. Th- th- there have definitely been interesting moments, I think for the, um, for the uh, Web3 like community at large, or like in NFTs in particular, um, mm-hmm. I I'll, I'll just call out a project as an example, like uh, like Board Ape at like all of yeah. their parties. Like I think at the first like big NFT NYC event this year, their videos going around just like you know you go down the line, it's a hundred people, and you find like, uh, like five one women. women yeah, it's one yeah. <laughs> so like I think those like those in-person events like i guess that's also why like the irl connection the events are very important because it's like that is you you can maybe like feel um start to develop a sense of like trust and shared interests online but like what really makes or breaks it is like when we all show up in person i think somewhere and just see like uh oh who who is actually part of this community are we all like nice people can i see myself here so um yeah so yeah i guess to sum up i'm definitely aware of the um imbalance which is uh really unfortunate um we try wherever we can um to like have uh as close to 50 50 like contributor lead split gender wise in our research projects um water music to um try to just combat that in like even the, the small but hopefully impactful way that we can um and yeah, I mean, I've just been very grateful for all the, like, I guess the communities that I've joined slash been a part of in Web3 that um, are very, like, much more in inclusive and diverse and provide a lot of easy access to, like, resources and information as well. Yeah, for sure. That's so nice to hear you say it. I feel the same. Shout out to all the amazing people and communities in Web3 that are creating like such nice opportunities and spaces for caring and and sharing. <laughs> um, it's really important and we've got to have each other's backs. And I feel like we really do in, in Web3 um, have a lot more support and caring energy towards each other, which is 
Amazing. Um, and I really hear you on the IRL, importance of meeting IRL, and that's definitely like a way to cement those bonds. And hopefully we get to meet in person one day. Um, I've actually met Kat from Water Music as well, who is on this call, which was a really nice moment to meet another oh, yes. woman in Web3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean yeah hopefully we'll meet soon for sure i should be i should be in um london slash the uk in the next like half year so oh my god <laughs> amazing yeah that would be so nice let's definitely meet up and you can come see the protein space and yeah shout out to kat as well would be nice to see you as well cool um, all right, I'm conscious of your time. Uh, we lost a little bit because of the technical difficulties, but I just want to let you get on with your day. Um, really grateful for you taking the time to be with us here today. It's been really nice to speak to you and really interesting, and I'm very, very inspired. Um, so thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you as well. And thanks, everyone, for, for listening. Cool. Oh, actually, I had one last question before we go that I forgot. Um, you already mentioned an NFT you had earlier, but I wanted to ask you like, what your favorite NFT you own might be. Ooh, my favorite NFT is my PFP currently, probably. Uh, <laughs> I nice. um, own, yeah, uh, this is probably the project that I own the most NFTs for. Uh, this is for Pool Suite. So this yes, is also like, uh, yeah, I'll be as brief as I can about it. So Pool Suite started out as poolside.fm, which was like a very retro, like Windows 98 interface layer, very summary layer on top of SoundCloud. Um, and it would shuffle all these like uh, extremely summary, like disco tracks that were just so, um, so well curated by... Um, this incredible guy named Marty who was also just like in the middle of Scotland and it was just like raining and he's like, I just want to be at the beach. And he just like made this site. <laughs> um, it's been around for like <laughs> seven years. I listened to it a lot also in like rainy days in New York just to like, as like a mood booster. Um, and it's been so fascinating to see them also make a huge pivot into, um, I guess two things. One, like expanding their brand beyond just music. So they have a whole store selling clothes, sunscreen, um, a lot so of like fun. Fun accessories and then they also have their own NFTs and they're building their own like web three powered cross-platform virtual world kind of thing and they their latest project was um, like being able to customize your own very retro like avatar um, and then mint that as an NFT that would give you like early access to a lot of these worlds that they're building so um, yeah just a great example of like the, the entry point being music like them building this very niche music product on top of SoundCloud. And then just, uh, yeah, fortunately following them kind of through this transition and uh, being a part of that. So, yeah. So cool. Yeah, we really rate everything that Paul Sweet are doing as well. And the NFTs are really fun. And yeah, I think it's definitely one of the nicest sort of NFT like experiences I've seen recently. Um, so shout out to Paul Sweet. Um, yeah, also... Um, how should people best contact you or get involved with Water and Music if they want to? Uh, yeah, so I, I'm on Twitter. Um, you can feel free to message me. My DMs should be open. Um, sherry at waterandmusic.com. 
is my email. Uh, my email is also open. Um, in terms of how to get involved in modern music, in the next couple of weeks, um, we are going to be ironing out more details around season three. Um, don't want to say too much yet, but we do want to have some plan for um, people who are like not immediately in our membership to um, get involved because previously like all contributors um, to our research projects have been in our membership. Um, that said, I think the most immediate way that you can um, get involved and support what we're doing is to sign up for a membership. We have, and there are two ways to support us. We have um, a fiat membership option. If you just go to our website um, and click join, um, you should be able to see different options there. It's $20 a month or $200 a year. Hopefully, all the research we're putting out makes it more than worth it. Um, and then we also have um, NFTs and that should be on the site as well um, that you can buy. We have an annual membership NFT that you can buy for 0.1 ETH, which I think is a um, pretty good deal by uh, today's prices. So, yeah, would encourage you to, um, if you're interested in supporting us financially, if you're not already, um, check out those options. And then if not, stay tuned in October for season three announcements on Twitter. Amazing. So exciting. Yeah, everybody definitely go and check out what Water Music are doing and get involved if you want to. Um, so exciting. We're really, um, really inspired by what you're doing um, over here at Protein. So, yeah, really excited to see what happens in the next year and beyond. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, same. I'm, um, I know that uh, I guess this is like a separate arm of um, Protein, but the latest radar report is... Um, Super, super interesting and very well done. So we should definitely like exchange notes on collaborative research because, yeah, I think we're all doing very similar things. So, yeah. Yeah, for Send sure. Shout out to Radar and Fancy as well. Um, so many amazing research communities and research people crossing over in our communities. It's really exciting. So, yeah, we'll definitely figure out a way to do something together soon. Sounds good. Cool. Thank you so much, Sherry. It's been so fun. Um, and enjoy the rest of your day and we'll catch up soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.